Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Hey, listeners. With eyes, we've got a deal for you. Uh, you know what? You don't even need eyes for this show, which is really great. But if you did, if you did need eyesight at all and you needed glasses, I've got the place for you. So here it is. Whether your eyesight is pretty darn good or absolutely abysmal, Warby Parker has you covered with a wide range of prescription options, including digital, free-form, progressive lenses. For those of you with strong prescriptions, Warby Parker offers ultra-thin, high-index lenses. Go to www.warbyparkertrial.com forward slash campfire for five pairs, five days, 100% free. That's warbyparkertrial.com forward slash campfire. Now let's get to the show. Come on kids now gather round Grab a log and sit right down What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire now hit the ground It's the campfire shit show And now your camp counselors Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo all right, we are on fire. We're on fire. Oh my gosh, should we announce our big announcement? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I'm always like, I'm going to keep my success to myself. And then I just saw someone at a restaurant yesterday and I screamed over the table, like, we're on the Apple podcast charts. <laughs> and I'm like, Meryl, like, it was like eight minutes later. I I am so thrilled and excited to hear the news that you're about to tell our listeners, but also I want to call bullshit on my own. It, it's crazy. Like you're so I doubtful it, of us. I, I'm doubtful of the of the mechanics of all of this. You know? I know that's all because like when you okay. So here's the deal. Meryl, tell them. Okay, so this past week and these things fluctuate all the time, but we hit number seventy eight on the Apple comedy interview podcast chart. So there's Apple, you know, the obviously Apple podcasts and iTunes and all that kind of stuff. And that also captures like the different portals, like, um, you know, there's Stitcher and TuneIn. Like yeah, you guys don't need Spotify to know that, but there's many stuff. different podcast directories. But then like there's a site called Chartable that gathers all of those. And then that's how they, they rank the charts. So there's obviously comedy, but then there's the breakout categories inside of that, like right. improv, comedy interviews, that kind of stuff. So we got, we, we've been on the charts before, but like in the, you know, 1500 or whatever category, Yeah. but we got an email the other day and actually 
we got an email then others like once you hit in the top 100 they start sending you more like if you want to pay, like get a, a plaque over this you know like of course they try to sell sure. you something as well sure but i got a, a thing that said um you guys have hit number 78 on the comedy interview podcast chart this week and so i clicked on it and it, it's exactly like it's the apple chart so like number 74 is straight talk with ross matthews i love him he's wonderful and then a bunch of other you know well-known comedy podcasts and then we are number 78 and so i told Bo, and you were like it, it, it is cute but you were like this must this can't be true and i'm like well this has this is true well no i just because you know you you, you you see the other podcasts in that list, yeah. right? And I'm like, wait, we're a click away from them? Yeah. Like, huh? Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. So I told hey. you it's a game of numbers. I but know. yeah, but it was the kind of thing where I even asked, should I? Because I feel extra proud of us accomplishing stuff because it's just you and I. We don't have like a backing company. You know, there's not we're not part of a station or something else that where people would know us. And a lot of these people have it already like, you know, they're a celebrity or whatever. So they they have a, a built in following. But I feel like any accolades that you and I get, I'm always very proud because it's just you and I like there's no we don't even have a producer or anything like that. Right. So. So I wanted to even share it on my Instagram, but I was like, no, that's so cringy. And then I was kind of like, I'm going to practice this new thing of just being quiet about my own success. And then, like I said, like <laughs> eight minutes later, I went to a restaurant and like o over four people, I saw someone else I know. And they're like, how are you doing? And I'm like, really good. I just made it into the Apple podcast. Chart. <laughs> and then as the words were leaving my mouth, I'm like, God, I am. I like really embarrass myself. But there's a difference, I think, of being in this day and age. On social media like braggy for the sake of making it seem like you're something you're something. not but this is something like this i was very proud of and yeah. yeah and it's honestly like we both work so hard we have other jobs and it really like that's a huge deal that we're in the top sure. 100 absolutely for you and i and so <laughs> see <laughs> we are see? Yeah. <laughs> and, and i guess it's you're one of those people or not you're it's not the imposter syndrome but it honestly is like there's you know like on that list of course in the top five is like the whitney cummings and the right. justin longs and people right. that clearly if they have a conan like they're they have they're no matter what yeah but be I, on the top. I just think like right now you just mentioned five people right five yeah. people so we're like 73 away yeah from that's not that bad i know that's not that yep. bad at all and i think it's also what we're seeing is about Oh, and this is what else I was going to ask you guys is that for real, for real, the ratings and reviews really, really do make a difference. I think yeah. I think for a while they kind of it was like the Wild West and people were paying for that. But now it's brought back to a little bit more normal. And we've had podcasters and other people tell us that like those reviews and ratings really, right. really do matter. So if you wouldn't mind, if you haven't given us already a rating, it's like free to you. Hopefully it will take less than eight seconds and it would really help us out. So um, also yeah, buy my Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I really appreciate the outpouring of like people responding and I writing know. those private messages. People that I've never met. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think yeah. about all the people that write in and say, oh, I love this episode or you said this thing or thanks for that movie review or whatever it yes, is. You know? It's super cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I think in our, our past guests, our recent guests like Brian Barberin and Seth Combs and a bunch of other guests, I think, have helped us, too. So it's, I think also the quality Absolutely. of our guests are helping us get yeah. up there. So well, thank it's definitely you not us. So it's no. not us. No. <laughs> or it's just like, what if there's like that week there was only like 77 comedy interviews out there? So like, well, they're like, well, these poor people, we'll just throw them on the list. But, but it was so cool and I'm really excited. And yeah. if Bo would just get his shit together, we would be Believe like, me. we would be Believe sky me. high. I constantly feel the same way. <laughs> so yeah, so that's been that. Um, You seem like 
not tired, but a little bit beaten down. What's what's going on? It's probably the best way to describe it. Without, <laughs> yeah. I want to be completely respectful You're here. You're either like hungover, or did you, what, <laughs> no, what traumatic thing did you I'm just not, have? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hungover. But um, <laughs> uh, okay. So first, full disclosure disclaimer: all that I can say. My parents just spent a week with me here at the house. Oh my gosh, that's right. And it's been a couple of years since they were out here, and. Uh, Boy, was I ready for them to go back. Now, why did they, what was the, the impetus of them coming? Was there anything? It's just been a long time. Okay. And, and I know that they wanted to go to my comedy show. And so, um, and my mom's health has been not so great over the last couple of years. She's had a hip replacement and some complications with that. And um, so, you know, they came out and, and I was excited for them to come out and hang for the week. But I would say going back, I would probably... Uh, they stayed here at the house wow. and that is Did they sleep on the air mattress or something yeah. no they did <laughs> yes your parents your poor little parents slept you know here on the air mattress you, Bo, you, know. you didn't offer up your bed or anything I, there's something to be said about that it's the room where all our clothes are in yeah that's and, true uh brit has to get up early in the morning and go to work so it's like what am i gonna do it's upstairs my mom can't really do that's stairs true. very well so it's like this was the best case scenario, and they didn't want to stay in a hotel because money and things like that. And, yeah. Uh, then you're constantly driving to go get them. And yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but it is a challenge for sure. To I, I'm, you know. I know you're being kind because we also lo- your parents are so sweet and wonderful. They are very sweet people. Um, they're good people. I just think that. And I hope my the listeners can. I think everyone gets it. Relate. We all have parents that. But are, it's just like. Yeah. I go zero to a hundred and just be like, oh, why are you like this? Or why did you say that? Or, you know, and I'm just, I live a different life than they do. And that's okay. It's not, it's not wrong on them. It's just like, I'm in a different place in, in every way, you know? And so I'm a go, go, go. Let's, let's, let's get it and try it and go down that dark alley and see what's up in there. And, you know, just always up for the new, the new adventure and things like that. And, uh, to get them to try something new is difficult. Really? Yeah, they want they I mean, I really feel and and if my mother is listening, which she probably (laughs) will be, I really think that they want that thing they get at home, but in a new place. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, when my parents were here, they were going to Denny's every day. I'm like, right. We live in the land. Right. You could get fresh seafood. Yeah. You know, avocados. All yeah. that kind of stuff that you want that you never. Can get. I had a, a the funniest conversation because here in San Diego, um, fish tacos are a big thing. Yeah. You know, they're maybe originated here. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think so. Like, I know Rubio's was a big person mm-hmm. to bring it back from Mexico or whatever. Anyway, fish tacos. Right. Uh, simple fish usually deep fried fri- fish or grilled fish some cabbage some crema sauce uh on a tortilla right nothing too crazy right. and back home my dad is a fisher like he goes out and really yeah he'll, he'll go out and go fishing once in a while and so it's like i know they eat fish we grew up eating fish and i was like oh you guys should try a fish taco and both of them like ah oh. And I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, you but guys. They had eat- fish and chips. Or that's yeah, exactly I'm like, what you it eat is. fish, right? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, but and you eat tacos, right? Well, yeah. And I'm like, it's a fish taco. And it's like, oh god. It's like it took everything for me to get them to try it. You know, the thought of that is like daunting for them. That's yeah, really funny. Yeah, and so Did they I eat mean, sushi. No, my no. God. That I mentioned sushi, and they both looked started getting green in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's just. 
It's it's a little bit much, and I'm sure everyone's got their parents, and the people who have lost their parents will probably look at They'd me and be give like, anything to bicker with their parents, anything or, yeah. to fight with their parents, and I get that, but. After a week, I was like losing my edge a little bit. I was yeah. I was losing my patience for it. And I think know? I'm the same way that I only see my parents about like two or three times a year. And but when they come to visit, I feel like not embarrassed about my life, but I feel like they'll they'll kind of say these little things that I'm like, oh, I'm like doing life wrong, or yeah. you know, even just I, my mom saw me have two drinks, and she kind of questioned like. Um, like watch it on the alcohol or something and just oh god my mom like called me my right? mom called me a raging alcoholic and i was like really? what yeah i'm like well, first off what is raging to you yeah because i i'm sitting there like having conversation with them over a couple drinks you know yeah i don't know silly i know i don't know it's just it's hard parents can be hard and if you uh have parents that are your best friend and you guys are just talk and everything is perfect. Like I wish you the best of luck, but like, honestly, whew. yeah, I feel like on like a, from a, or for the most part, my parents and I are like that, but sometimes when they come visit, like, Oh, there was one thing when my parents came where we would still be in the car and we were starting to like get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And like, as the door was closing, my mom would be like, please lock the car. And like, <laughs> and so it happened two or three times. And then in my, my annoyance level kept on going up and up. Yeah. And then there was like one time that I could, the doors were in mid close and my mom was like, and, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to lock. What do you think? I locked the car. And Jack was like, Oh my God, like where did this come from? But it had just been like, why are you, t- I always lock the car. Where do you think I do yeah. when I'm by myself? Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, again, I don't want to be cutting on my mom. She's going to listen to this and be like, my, no, my she, son is an asshole. No, no, no. Uh, but she knows that. I, <laughs> she does. <laughs> she does. But it's sort of like my mom speaks for my dad. I'm like, let him answer his own questions. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, your your dad wants this. And I'm like, did he say that or are you saying that? Right. Like, let him do his thing. You know, worry about yourself. They were so cute, though. I got to meet your dad for the very first time. Yeah. I love your mom already. And I think it's also, too, it's when you're when they're your own parents, they can yeah. be so grating on you. But then to other people, like sure. I love other moms oh my God. and other things. Everyone yeah. like I invited my friend Nate to come over and have some drinks with them. And uh, he came over and it was so funny. Uh, there was this great. My dad is very short. Very short. He's, he's like so sweet. I think he's like five two. I want to like protect him at all costs. I really yeah, do. He looks like Danny DeVito. That's the best he way does. I can describe him. And he was sitting on a stool across from Nate and he's like, oh, I got to stand up. And <laughs> oh, no. Nate goes, oh, I thought you were standing oh. up. <laughs> and he like gets off the stool and goes down about six inches. Oh, my God. Oh, he's just a little guy. I and know. So we laugh so hard at the, you know, just like. It's it's great to have those moments, those yes, little it moments, is. right? And I think that kind of people stay safe like that in Ohio and Pennsylvania, but then here, like the thought of those people on a California freeway yeah. when like no one's letting each other in, oh. and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> California is like not a very friendly place for like little sweet, sensitive old people. Yeah, yeah. Um, your mom said something really funny that I wanted to share with all of us. Our oh. our longtime listeners will know great. that uh, many episodes ago, you talked about taking a childhood raccoon puppet. <laughs> 
<laughs> and using it to pleasure yourself. Yeah. And as you like kid. wore out the, the raccoon. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the latex or I don't know what happened. Just it, for context, it's it's Rocky. His name was Rocky, Rocky the raccoon, raccoon puppet. Yeah. So I I walked into the comedy show and we got our table and we were with your parents. So we were sitting with your parents and it, and it was myself and my boyfriend Jack and and your girlfriend Britt. And we were uh just talking about some stuff about the podcast and your mom was like, I know a lot about you, Meryl. I'm like, oh yeah. And then she's like I also know a lot about my son and his puppets. <laughs> and oh, I'm my like, God. Yeah, like that he would masturbate with them. And then she said she started naming. She was like t- explaining to Jack kind of like the premise of, of the puppets because he didn't. He, he's like, I stopped listening a long time ago. Right. And so she was starting to name like the other Muppet puppets that you had. What? And she has this theory that you would also make love with. You had Animal the Drummer puppet. Oh, my God. And she God. thinks that like it, you were going crazy with like Animal the, the Drummer. I didn't just. For- <laughs> <laughs> so we were naming. She was naming which puppets and like. Which ones have disappeared in the garage? Oh, my God. It was very funny. First off, I didn't fuck any of the Muppets. I Rocky was my only true okay. love. Oh, you stayed monogamous. Yes, I did. I'm a, I'm a monogamous person. So I was thinking Animal would be a good one, I think. For no, he had, he had like rubbery plastic sharp teeth. Oh. You know? And then it, these little eyelids that when you, you put your fingers in his the back of his head, right? Yep. You could make him wink slow oh. and like open his mouth. I would t- totally but he think was that not, that's... he's not a puppet you fuck. No. Not very soft. See, and I can't. The thought of like you with like a beaker. Can or we something just? With... Can we just call this episode "Puppet You Fuck"? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and so, yeah, she was naming all of them, and I just thought I was like, yeah. I can see Grover. Yeah, I told my dad that story for the first time on this trip. You did. My mom brought it up. I think she's obsessed with the idea that I fucked a puppet, <laughs> and so I had to explain the whole story to my dad, and he looked at me like, "What the hell?" Like, my son. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. What if he was like, "I wish I just." No, that's weird. <laughs> he, he wishes like he fucked the puppet instead of his mom that, that led to you or something. Oh, like, oh yeah, my yeah, god! No, 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 no. Oh my that's god! Weird. But uh, how did they like that? I didn't even talk to you since because you know we were all at a stand-up comedy show, right? And I was looking at them, wondering, did they? What did? What were their thoughts of it? Well, I kind of you know I don't know if you've done this to your parents, but I must have gone through like nine ways of translating the idea. To my parents about what this night was going to be. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a stand up comedy show in a dive bar, but like it packs out on this night. We had 200 people mm-hmm. in this bar, standing room, sweaty, hot, just great energy. Um, this month, we were so lucky. We've been trying to get uh, this comedian, Beth Stelling, mm-hmm. and she wrote for uh, HBO's Crashing with Pete Holmes. And also, she is executive producer on this new movie that came out this year called Good Boys. Um, and she's practicing her one hour special. For okay. Netflix, that's what I was wondering. Right? Okay. Okay. So she, we've been asking to get her. She finally had the opportunity, the ability to come down. So we brought her down and so it was going to be a big night. I knew that. Yeah. She's a, a she's large a huge, name yeah, comedian. Yeah. Huge name in the, the industry of comedy. And so, um, I just kept telling my parents like, it's going to be filled with people. It's going to be loud. Um, the bathrooms are awful. You know, oh, that's right. Because like the men's bathroom in that place doesn't have doors on anything, so it's like there's a urinal and a shitter, that's and they're right, right beside each Ooh. other, and there's no door or separation. I say it's that's like... right because unfortunately I've seen that bathroom before. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Fucking that. Me and that uh, puppet. <laughs> so I, I kept like warning them, like, hey, uh, 
It's not, you know, my mom, things my mom worries about is like, do they have a good bathroom? Is it easy to walk they around? They picture like a feeder almost of like right, you know, a Broadway. Right. So I kept trying to say like that. And then she's like, well, you're probably going to make fun of us. And I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not making fun of you them, in huh? front of 200 strangers. Yeah. That's not what I want to do. Right. Wanna... You'd go do a hot set on your yeah. <laughs> directly to your parents. <laughs> do a tight five on my parents. Um, yeah. So anyway, they, but they got there and it's so funny. My dad is 70 years old. Okay, and he's deaf in one ear oh from gosh. a from a car accident uh, when he was young. Are you kidding? No, I'm not I kidding. I feel empathy. My dad had a crazy life. He was yeah. At when I was one years old, he fell asleep at the wheel driving home one night, wrecked his car, was thrown from it, uh, was in a horrible accident, uh, broke his neck, was in a coma really? for six weeks. I didn't know that. Has a scar from ear to ear, and. I think a little bit of brain damage, yeah. but not in the sense that you would say like he like no one else would be like you have brain damage. But I think he has memory he loss. Was like forever changed. A yeah, he was forever changed. His personality was changed, but I didn't know him before. And wait, you were in the car? No, 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 no. He was alone. And oh, so uh, everyone was like, prepare. Your father is going, and, you know, your, your husband's going to die. Like oh I was only gosh. one, so I don't remember any of this. Um, but then he came out of the coma and. I, he is still alive at 70, wow. you know, and still, do, you know, he's an easygoing guy. He doesn't have a lot of uh, needs. Right. You know, he's not a guy that's like uptight or like we have to do this or we're not going right, there. Right. He is a creature of habit. He has to have his things, mm -hmm. but they're easy things. Like he wants his newspaper in the morning and his coffee, one cup of black coffee. You know, it's, it's like so easy. Right. Um, on the other end, I don't know why we're back on my parents. Jesus, I have a problem. I'm dealing with it. <laughs> and your it. parents were worried you were no. going to talk about them as a comedy. <laughs> You're like, no, I'll save this no, for no, like a two-hour dissertation yeah. on my podcast. My mom, on the other hand, is like super high maintenance. Oh, my God, I love your... And so I was, high maintenance. I was also jealous because your mom was talking about a friend named Kelly that you have who like she took under her wing and taught uh -huh. how to bake. And I'm like, why can't that be me, Luann uh, Hufford? Yeah, well... I don't know what to say. Anyway. Uh, but they enjoyed the show. Yeah, they did enjoy the show. But what I was going to say about my dad is like he being deaf in one ear, being 70 years old, was probably lost most of the night yeah. in the comedy. Because they're like, you know, somebody's like talking about their Tinder profile. Yes, or, it was a lot of millennial like, humor. Yeah, of like yeah. we all have roommates. And, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so my dad is sitting there like, OK, oh whatever. God. You know, I could see him kind of hunched over there just with his his beer, his Budweiser. Like they're like the <laughs> my dad gets so mad because you know San Diego is like craft beer yes. home you know central right uh, and everywhere we go he's like you got Budweiser and they're oh, like no. I'm sorry sir we don't carry that he's like what <laughs> he gets so upset like what are you talking about how can you not have Budweiser I'm like dad they don't yeah we're at a, we're at a brewery like I, they only carry their beers you I know I treated him to a, a bottle of Coors oh with oh. it went really well with their tater tots there. <laughs> And then, of course, I'm like, how do I find which table is? is and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the one with like ketchup packets all over. And stuff. <laughs> um, uh, the comedy went well, though. Yeah, it, it was a good night. It did. Oh, that's what I was going to say is that. So one of the, the comics that you had on had a super funny line that I wrote down because I'm like, I think that it really made me laugh is that he was really fixated as he walked up to the to the mic. Like there was a few really hot kind of girls on the side. Yeah. You know, it was a very cool young crowd. And as he was walking up, one of the girls whispered to her friend something. And so yeah. he started to begin his set. And then he was like, wait, 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 I cannot stop focusing on like, what did you say? And yeah. and it was it kind of he woven in and out of his set about yeah. he, he couldn't let go that they were they were talking about him and he needed to know it. 
And then at one point he was like flustered and he just said, you guys, do you know how hard it is to public speak? <laughs> like everyone started <laughs> laughing so hard because it is like I've never heard a, a comedian just admit like it is so hard to do that. Yeah. And, and everyone always makes it seem so easy. Yeah. I think and like that really cracked me up so hard. And then at the end, he found out that they were whispering. He was wearing these like Lululemon pants. Yeah. And it was like it was a kind of it weren't leggings, but they were like almost by because she finally she finally shattered out like. It was about your pants. And so yeah. he's like, I knew it. It's my Lululemons. And I thought that was like <laughs> so funny. And then also with Beth, like that was um, as we were driving there, I was telling Jack, like, I'm I'm and maybe one day we'll get her on the podcast. Who knows? But like she definitely intimidates me because I, mm. I and I think she was like softer and sweeter than I even pictured in real life. She was like, so nice. She was really nice. I don't know what I had pictured, but I think because she is up there with like the Sarah sure. Silverman's and the Whitney sure. Cummings and all those, I was def I've always been like very just intimidated and she wouldn't necessarily be someone I would like go up to because I'm like, oh, she's such yeah. a big deal. But um, the, she did a great set and it was so funny. But the funniest moment to me was that she must have had a cold or a runny nose. And at one point she's like, I'm not kidding you guys. I really need a tissue. And like throughout the crowd, it took like 10 people passing this pack of Kleenex to her. And then finally she takes out the tissue and then she like turns away from the audience and she's like, be right back. And then like blows her nose for like really a good minute and a half where we're just waiting for her to like stop blowing yeah. her nose. And so I felt like those are the very real like raw moments where I don't know. I really appreciated that because yeah. I feel like it's really cool to see these types of like Netflix special comics, but do right. they not really not completely polished. She was so approachable. I was talking to her in the back and uh, she was just I was like, oh, I didn't know you were from Ohio because she's from Dayton, oh, Ohio. I thought she's Chicago. And so uh, I was like, oh, that's that's amazing. And she was talking to me a little bit and she was just really kind. And it's like it's nice to it's nice to meet someone who you admire. And then you find out they're actually pretty cool, too. Yeah. Like pretty nice. She does a good job of, um, and this I think some of her set I have seen before on some Netflix stuff, but I think in her act now she does a very good job of tackling like rape and abortion and stuff like that in a very funny way where it didn't yeah. turn off males. She was very inclusive to males and females, and it's not easy yeah. to do. To really kind of smart, like, really smart yeah, the way she yeah. addresses it. I don't want to give it away because right, we don't I think she will and, yeah. be having her special on Netflix in the next well, probably three or four months. Yeah. So definitely check her out she does there there is one point i won't spoil the whole thing but she does talk about like having a love of bagels and she's in her bagel phase and i really want to meet her and tell her that i'm still in my bagel phase like because she like talks about just being chubby and loving bagels so much sure, and i'm like i'm sure. still there sweetheart ah um what else what else is going on oh my you? gosh okay so my update on the 60 day challenge oh the, you are doing a 60 day sex challenge 60 day so sex last challenge. time we checked in uh, you had had sex, I think, five times in yeah. five days. It was going really And that well. was like half of your year supply from last yes, year. Yes, honestly. Right? Oh, and I won't say who, but I, or like the people, but I've had a few, multiple people message me and say that they don't have sex like every month either. Like a lot of my friends are really? ones with children, but I had a few, right. I had one friend that we went out to, out to dinner and like, she was almost in tears being like every two weeks, try like every two months, not even that. I'm like, Oh, oh really? So we definitely started well, I, some shit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, people have this misconception that everyone's just banging except for right. them, but like lives get, difficult work gets hard kids i can't even imagine right. how hard it is to find a moment of intimacy when you have kids around and i, and I think you really have to like work at that um so that was going to be our challenge yeah. that was our challenge and uh an update is that wait, like, wait 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 can i go back a second yeah. i said that was gonna be our challenge what does that even mean it means the challenge was stopped in its tracks <laughs> <laughs> god Why? intervened so it was part of a radio program so jack you know my boyfriend jack 
has like the radio show that it was part of is the Dana and Jason show. Right. He's producer on the show. Yes. And on day number, I think it would have been day nine of the 60 day challenge. Yeah. Dana and Jason got fired. Yeah. And that <laughs> doesn't help the challenge I know. at all. And you were like the, I think the second or third person I called after I found out the news and, and your first response is like, you'll do anything to get out of the 60 day sex challenge. <laughs> but that's just like, there's so many things going on within this. But the, the first kind of takeaway from this is that they, they're two of my best friends here in San Diego. Yeah. They do a really, really awesome, funny morning show to be quite honest. I think that they're, like oh this is not gonna be good but I, I my true thoughts is they're better than, than the station they were on uh-huh. and i have much respect for that station it's a legendary one but i like they i think they could really be syndicated and they crack me up and i think they i love them so much because when they came here to san diego i thought they brought like a touch of class that that station hasn't seen in a long time mm. and so when they got let go like i feel like it's a little bit like you're letting like the prom queen go and yeah. you're like a radio like, is so hard. Yes. I mean, does that worry you like to be in radio and having like it just seems like one day people walk in and go chop. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And I, I have always taken like every day with a grain of salt, knowing that I just I feel like I'm not a true, true, true radio person. So yeah. I kind of think, OK, I have this job like up until I have it. And then it's not this big emotion with them. But it's kind of crazy because that station acts to a bunch of yeah. people yeah, and yeah. they're just so cleaning house one random wednesday it was their show and another really popular one one that was like kind of similar to ours and not like a competitor but someone that would be in our category yeah, yeah. um they it was like a random wednesday they had no clue in fact at like 8 50 they were all texting me and then i think at like 10 they got they got the axe like right then and there and it, and that's the weird thing with radio is it's very rare to stay on the air yeah. when you're let go because they're obviously worried of people saying stuff or they just don't right. want and it's also weird to continue to do a radio show when you've been let right. go and so um so it really was out of nowhere and it's just i don't know like like those two dana and jason with their families i really have built a tribe yeah, they, around they and they the thought have... of them like moving out of san diego really makes me so emotional yeah. and so it's just like no but wait a minute so jack your boyfriend oh, yeah. is producer on the show so, so he didn't get axed no so what they did was they said you guys are gonna go but jack we need you to base to do the whole morning show by yourself so these Jesus. past couple weeks jack has been there oh, that's so much pressure by himself on him. doing like hey caller number 10 <laughs> like taking calls do you think they're gonna ax him? No, I think he is like a little golden child there, and I feel like they might maybe build a morning show around him. Like if they, you know, if it, maybe well, they'll they, have him pick some people. Huh. But I also think too, he's put in the enough kind of equity with them that if he wanted to do a like an afternoon shift or something else, um, <clears throat> yeah. maybe he could. That's but crazy. but then there's also honestly there's also a possibility that Dana and Jason are like they already have a lot of interest in them and they're a traveling team. So like there really could be in the ever changing Meryl saga of like, what's going to happen with me too. There's a chance that they're like a little team, the three of them. They move to Seattle and take Jack Wickham. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Mm. then that would be a scenario as well. Wow. So there's a lot of moving parts. There really are. I feel like you got to be really careful about what you wish for because it seems to always come true. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? But it comes true in the weirdest way. I know. I know. Jack, Jack, the day of Jack is like, stop manifesting stuff right now because he's like, you're you're blowing away like everyone and everything. You're affecting everyone else's (laughs) lives. Yeah, totally. So that was that. And with that, obviously, 
we were all still texting about the like 60 day sex challenge like immediately <laughs> of course everyone's husband was like it's still on right so we've just been sadly texting each other in the group oh, and man. it really has still we've conti- we haven't been doing it at the complete frequency it hasn't been every day okay. but i would say now like say if we're in uh well let's see it's like it started january 11th so I, I think we're probably averaging like a like a sixty nine percent rate. Sixty nine really is the number. Yes, you, and I okay, do, Marilyn. I do think we've okay. been we've been doing well, and it has been helping us. Yeah. And he, uh, another update is that Jack so nicely bought a new pillow oh, and updated the old because really? part of what was blocking me was an old smelly pillow and what it represented. That was blocking. There was some blockage, yes, and it was that it was blocking my sensuality. Oh my god! So we have a new pillow. Did you get a new pillow? I don't need a new pillow. Okay. My pillow's good. I thought maybe he was just like, you know, I got us both new pillows. No, now we're working on the bed is too low. I swear. We need to like, we're not the most fit people. So there's a lot of stuff that is like physically, like we need to buy a whole new set or something like a jungle gym or whatever. But, but, uh, (laughs) that has been a crazy upheaval that I was not expecting. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that's big in our lives. But you're going to keep the 60 day challenge going. We're going to keep it going. It goes till March 11th. Okay. All and right. All right. yeah, we're going to think about like injecting any toys in the life. Yes. I actually just thought of that. Really? I've never, ever thought of that before, but I feel like I'm, <laughs> I hope your mom is listening. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm ready for like some stallion dick or something. Like, well, what do you mean? You, you want a big old dildo yeah, or something? I never, do, I never have. But now you're like, Hey, I think I'm ready. I think like life has pummeled me so many what about times. Some, that uh, what about some anal beads or something? No, not into that. No, nope. Not yet. Uh, I have tried those before. Not into <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, one of my old boyfriends had these, you know, like the Benoit balls. Have yeah. you ever heard of those? Like two metal balls and you of clink them together like bing. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not into that kind wait, of stuff. Wait, 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 wait. What would he do with these I don't know. Wait, what balls? are you supposed to do with them? Because he just had uh, them. Just put them in your hands and then. Nuh-uh, really? Yeah, that's not a sexual thing. Oh. <laughs> what? He would. What would wait, he do with it? Was he a I magician? I think they're sexual. They could be sexual. Uh, the maybe two you need metal be... things that go bing. Uh, I don't know. Whoopsies. I don't think so. Maybe but that's now like, why I like walk with Maybe I'm out of the loop, but I don't think <laughs> Benoit balls are like. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Was he holding up like uh, a, <laughs> I just, I, I imagine him in like a top hat dressed like a magician and he has like a little wand. He's like, look at these balls. See, isn't that sexy to you? <laughs> I still have them like stuck in me. Oh, Jesus. But no, I think I am ready for some like. What about a vibrator or something? Penis. Um, yeah, maybe that. I mean, what you're describing is just like you're ready for a dildo. So is that with Jack or without? With with. So you want him to pummel you with this uh... I basically need something new inside of me. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) that's the truth is I've been dating him for five years. (laughs) Like like truly, and I he's my like emotional anchor. Uh I wanna I love him. I wanna be with him. But But I think lately I'm craving and it doesn't have to be like dick attached to like another human breathing person but i feel like i'm starting to look at just like you know like lightsabers and stuff like that and be like that will work you know like i'm my body is Uh, is desiring new why do we do that i wonder it's so funny i think it's boring for anyone to be like this is the same genital i look at all the time why do we even get bored it's such a weird thing i think novelty for some people like the familiar you know i think some people don't they like the same cereal every day but i think like your personality and mine too i need like novelty is what I get excited by. I used to be so like, I used to think like open relationships or like that kind of thing was yeah. such a, like a, a sleazy kind of thing. Right. I didn't understand it. And uh, I honestly feel like 
maybe I'm getting it a little bit more. I get it too. And I'm like, well, if it works for them, I guess they're, you know, I just always see people getting divorced after it. Because what happened, Jack and I have talked about this extensively because I have told him like, it's not off the table for me completely down like down the road uh-huh. but what i could see happen i really think like i could compartmentalize it better than he would i really really think i can like yeah. love him be loyal to him in uh-huh. that in the other sense but then i really think like on a wednesday night i could go out on a date with someone and then come home and be like i love you like let's go to walmart and get paper towels but i think with him i i would almost fear that jack would he's like he is so romantic that i feel like on the third night of like yeah. making out with a girl i feel like he'd start to have feelings and yeah he'd fall and, like, in love and i also think men get this like courting gene where he would start to um almost like send her flowers and mix it up with like are right, we dating or courting right. each other or well and that other person has to be on a level where they're <sighs> not with somebody but they want to be with or somebody they are with someone who is with somebody yeah, see, i, I feel true. like it works best when the other people have something to lose as well yeah. like you know what i mean like i think what I, a listen, chain Whew. i know so yeah, so that's my. Big we can't waffles. deny that this keeps coming up. We've got to address. Yeah, this. that it is an open relationship, <laughs> and that's the kind of thing because like, he really satisfies me like emotionally, and like I can't think of any. He listens so well. He does a million good things that like make yeah. me feel like happy and stuff. Yeah, and even like our sex life is good. But I have been feeling lately like it's just like something else needs to yeah. grow inside of me and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have like I've said it doesn't need not to it does not need to be like a man or something maybe know. you need to buy one of those like combo kits where it's like something for him and something for yeah, you yeah yeah totally yeah. or just like a Russian bride that we could just beat her up after <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like kill her and then like I'll fuck myself like with her <laughs> no no just get her a strap on then uh, that's true yeah yeah there and then we go. can both like you choke her bro- out yeah, yeah it's we can, perfect almost like a punching bag there you go so that's where I'm at lately. <laughs> the 60 day like like burnt incinerator challenge. Like, oh my god! I gr- we ground her into like a California burrito. Oh, or something. Like, <laughs> wow! This got real. Okay, all right. So that's that. Oh. And then the only other like fun couple thing that I have that I thought you'd appreciate bringing talk about completely stable <laughs> stuff is that um, we had a conversation recently where where Jack had. He was telling me about like a radio bit that he was doing now that he's all by himself, talking about that he pays eleven dollars a month for this thing called OnlyFans. Like an only, there's something only called fans. or there's like a site called OnlyFans. Okay. And basically all these people can put them all these celebrities or whatever can put themselves on this account and then it's like a Patreon or something that you pay extra for for okay. like extra um access to different levels Somebody. of like yeah. So there's one I think her name was Claire. But she used to be a, a former like playmate or play playboy winner. And she like if you pay eleven dollars for her OnlyFans account, you get access to her nude photos and all that kind of stuff. And I've asked Jack, like, why do you do that? Because there's just porn like everywhere for free. Yeah. But I think, you know, she he likes her and he finds her special or whatever. So <laughs> so he pays eleven dollars a month. And I found this out. And then honestly, I felt myself do the, like the at first like my I felt mad or like kind of like, he was he was very telling me in a nonchalant way as though like yeah. it wasn't the secret that came out it was right. just like oh I do this whatever I'm a guy yeah. and I started to be like I feel like I should get mad about this and we kind of started to argue and then I thought about it and I'm like I'm actually really okay with this like I if you're messaging her directly then that's an issue if you're like you know if she's sending yeah. you like specific sunset photos or whatever then that's yeah. us. But I don't like pay. You know, really, what is the difference between that and someone who has a subscription to Playboy? Exactly, that's how I is feel. It, uh, it, right? Yeah. And like I, f- there's some of like the celebrity guys that I feel like are so hot. If I got my, that version of, I don't mean I don't know for girls what that would be like because I don't care about seeing him naked. But for yeah. eleven dollars a month, if I got to like 
go to a wine bar with him or something. Like, you know, whatever <laughs> we're looking for, or whatever. Then I would totally do that. But I was gonna ask, have you? Do you pay anything extra? And then, do you think that's bad or not bad? Oh, I don't think it's bad. Um, I don't think it's bad. I think it's smart of him to be honest with you about it. Yeah. Um, and you should really ask yourself, is this something that bothers you or not? And it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then it's nobody's business. But I've had a lot of female friends say that they would not be okay with their yeah. Well, that's man for them, though. Yeah, I, that's I mean, true. I have people, uh, I have friends who have said, like, I, I don't want my boyfriend watching porn at mm. all. I think that's cheating. I was like, what? Wow. I, I mean, I personally don't agree with that at all. Right. Um, there's a healthy amount of all of this stuff, right? Right. I don't have any subscriptions to, and I have never paid for a subscription to any type of porn or like nude site. There are clearly people who do that because the industry exists. I always think of that as like sucker men. Like a but little part it, of me is almost like some females making like $120 off of us, but then I do that for him in different ways too for men. Like, of course. like a lead singer that I think is hot and I just want to go to that concert. You know, sure. we do it in different ways. Yeah, everyone everyone pays for their attraction to yeah. something. Yeah. Right? Um, what we've done as a society is decided that uh, sex is unhealthy to pay for, which is an, a, a real bummer. That's true. You're right. I mean, I think there are people that get hurt in that industry of sex, but I think there's also a lot of people like. I'm going to take, for example, Asa Akira, right? That girl that I've talked about in the past. If you check out her Instagram, she is clearly taken charge. She is her own business yeah, person. Yeah. And she's like, I enjoy this. This is what I do. And she's says she's in a healthy relationship. And, and, and it's not up to me to decide that she's, you know, that that's true or not. Like she's, right, she's, she's, her ta- she's her own person. She's decided to take the, the control of that and she's in adult films and she has sites that she's like, oh, I do things on this site that I can't do on Instagram. So mm-hmm. if you pay for that, you get the content, you know, well, some guys probably do that, you know, obviously. And it, yeah, and a, this is a billion dollar industry, billions of dollars. And they industry. are performers so they yeah. should get it. Whatever. I kind of feel like if you're not hurting and you're not hurting anyone then who cares? Right. Who cares? What it did hurt was it, so it led into a conversation about that I pay $10 a month for my coin pusher game. <laughs> so I was trying to think you of like- You pay $10 a month? Yeah. I allow myself. It's free, It's a free game, but I allow myself $10 a month <laughs> to get more coins and badges. Really? Because I stopped myself, because I really wanted to, it's, it's like for in-app purchases, I could have like really do well. And I'm like, okay, it's my treat and I pay yeah, for it. You're so totally right to do it's it. It's like a you're... cocktail, you know, yep, that's like a, yep, the, a drink. Absolutely. So I have, I said to my, in my mind, like I will stop myself at $10 a month, but yeah. I will, then that's like a little novelty to me that I can pay for my coin game. So we talked about that. And then Jack was like, well, if you're going to pay for that, I really wish you would contribute to our Netflix and Hulu. Because I like I don't because originally I just said okay. I don't care about those things I don't need to watch it uh-huh. and so then he said uh, okay well if you're gonna choose the coin game then I'm gonna take your Netflix and Hulu away <laughs> and so I feel like he, I'm like don't like I just said don't try to like tempt me with that I said yeah delete them right now like I don't need any Netflix or, or Hulu or Disney Plus so like and I'm like take off my Square right now so he deleted me off of my Netflix account and my Hulu and my Disney Plus and then now like. I'm just crazy enough where I will like never watch it again. So I'm like, well, that was the end of my Netflix forever and I will never tune in. And if I have to, I will just then go over a friend's house and like pay for something like pay-per-view. You guys. I know. I thought you'd appreciate that. You guys. It's it's a battle of insanity because he's crazy enough to like try to pull away my Netflix and my Hulu. And then I'm crazy enough to like, 
I will never watch it again. Like you I really won't. You guys are just both really stubborn. Yeah. And erratic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and wow. I took it one further. He like took off my name because it was under Meryl Skunk, like under yeah. my Netflix account, and for a while it was just lingering there as guest. And then I said, no, no, go ahead, delete the guest box too. Like take, don't even like let me have the possibility of being on our Netflix account. And then he did. Oh. So it's just him and his mom sitting there together. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know who the loser is in this situation. But. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I think both of you. <laughs> yeah, that's I think true. both of you. So that's all. Oh my God. Well, it's always good to catch up. This is top top eighty <laughs> shit right here. Top I don't even want to know what number seventy nine is. We're seventy seven now. We, we were probably slipping to like in the eighties. We appreciate oh, you guys. I love you. Love you too. All right, get out of here. Let's just just go. Okay, what a fun episode. Was it? I think so. It's one of our is good it, ones. Is it okay that we say that it's fun? I can always judge if, if I'm having fun mm. and you're having fun. I feel like you don't ever judge one. if I'm having no, fun. No, two weeks ago was awful. I, I was hated it. Really one. bad. Yeah. I hated you in that whole episode. I know. It was you were bad. awful. You were dis- distracted. Uh, I was. Yeah. I, I hated editing it. I <laughs> fucking hated it. This one's a good one though. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry, we'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.